Welcome to God First with Brian C. Thomas, a program committed to encouraging you to put God first while viewing life through the window of the Bible. Now, in honor of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let's join Brian C. Thomas for today's message. Greetings in the name of our great Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Brian Thomas, and as always, it is a joy, an honor, and a privilege to join you each week. I want to thank you for tuning in. Our Lord Jesus Christ gave a very extensive outline of things to look for concerning the last days, concerning the end of the age. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, we find there in verses 24 through 25, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Now, although many false prophets have come on the scene, past and present, the ultimate fulfillment of the words of Christ will take place during the time of tribulation that is yet still to come. As mankind has a seated characteristic of being religious, a world dictator can win over the masses with a religious right hand man. And that is exactly what we will see during this seven year period that is coming. The Antichrist will take control of a world government during this time. And the false prophet of all false prophets will urge the world to worship him. Revelation 1920 tells us that the false prophet will work signs to deceive many into accepting the mark of the beast and worshiping his image. So last week we looked at the first half of this chapter, Revelation chapter 13, which details the beast from the sea, which we know as the Antichrist. So today we're going to look at the beast from the earth the false prophet. So turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 13. And we're going to pick up with verse 11, which tells us, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. Many believe that this beast coming out of the earth indicates he will not come out of the sea of people, meaning he will not be of mixed nationality. This indicates that he will be a Jew. If this theory is correct, this will be an apostate Jew. Our Lord Jesus Christ is called the Lamb of God throughout Scripture. But this false prophet will appear as a lamb, but it says he will have two horns. Lambs do not have horns. Horns symbolize authority, whereas lambs are meek and mild. So we see already here in this description, deception. The false prophet will come to Israel in sheep's clothing, but this verse calls him a beast. This reminds us of, us of the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And we see that already today in the church. And when I say church, let me clarify that the true church is made up of born again believers who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The people is what makes the church the body of Jesus Christ, not a building. But when we go to a corporate service today, we often call that going to church. And so what we find in these buildings that we call church are oftentimes just someone up there giving a motivational speaking message. Someone up there that is just speaking things that people want to hear a, a fluffy sermon to make people feel good. And they are wolves in sheep's clothing. We see that already happening, even in this age that we are living in today. The dragon in this verse is Satan. So the false prophet will act like a lamb, but speak the words of Satan. 
And then as we look at verse 12, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. The first beast is the Antichrist. He will give authority that is power to the false prophet. The false prophet's mission will be to get the world to worship the Antichrist. He can be thought of as the high priest of the Antichrist religious system during the tribulation. So during the tribulation, we will see what we call the unholy trinity because Satan for ages has attempted to mimic God. He's tried to replace God. He's tried to get people and angels to to worship him as opposed to worship God. And so just as God exists in three persons as the holy trinity, God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit, Satan will display his unholy trinity of the dragon, the Antichrist and the false prophets. This false prophet will play the role to the Antichrist that the Holy Spirit's ministry is to Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit is our guide. The Holy Spirit points people to Jesus Christ to say, follow him, to worship him, to give adoration to him. And, and the Holy Spirit is our guide. He is our comforter. Well, that is the role that the false prophet will play to the Antichrist during the tribulation. Again, folks, it is going to be a time of great deception. And so as we look at verse 13, he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. False religions of the world are characterized by many demonic powers through magic, voodoo, wizardry. There are many things out there in false religions that are designed to deceive people. And I even have heard of churches that have someone come in to perform a magic show. And I, I cringe when I when I hear about that. I even know Christians who who will have someone come in to do a magic show for their their children's birthday party at their homes. And folks, these are things that we as believers in Jesus Christ should not be getting involved in because it is all about deception, which is the M.O. for the kingdom of darkness. We should not be involved in these things because there is power in these demonic spirits. But the thing about it is we as believers who have the Holy Spirit, when we are believers, that means we that means we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And that's why the Bible says greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. We don't need to fear someone casting a spell on us or working a root on us because we have the Holy Spirit, which is more powerful than he that is in the world. But if you give in to those the, those ways of the, the dark kingdom, that wickedness, which so many people do, they, they turn to horoscopes and they they turn to the psychics and they, they look at all these things. They turn to magic and, and voodoo. Well, if you you give in to those things, you succumb to them, then they can't have an influence over your life and it will not be good. So we see these deceptive powers already in the world today, but none of what we see today will compare to the evil supernatural powers that will be displayed by the false prophet. As we see in this text, it says that he will perform great signs. That is miraculous signs. He will mimic the power of the two witnesses in calling down fire in the same way that Pharaoh's false magicians turned their rods into serpents to mimic the display of Moses. Remember that Elijah called down fire to prove to the children of Israel that Baal was, was a false God. This act may be repeated during the tribulation, but this time the false prophet will be able to call down fire from heaven. But it will not serve as proof that the Antichrist is the true God. It will instead further 
the great deception. Remember that in the book of Job, we find in chapter one, verse 16, that Satan is behind this bringing fire upon Job's possessions. It says there, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. We must be alert and aware of the kingdom of darkness and the deceptive spirits that are out there that are even at work today. And again, the ultimate fulfillment is going to be during the great tribulation that is yet to come. So in verse 14 of Revelation chapter 13, and he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived again deception is going to be on display at a high level and and people we are seeing deception already in the world today you you don't need to look far just turn on your television and you will see how much deception is already taking place in the world so i want you to listen to this clip about universal basic income and how it is deceiving people even in our age in clip one Universal basic income is pretty much what the name suggests, an income for everyone in the form of a cash transfer, no strings attached. Finland is among a handful of countries experimenting with universal basic income as a way to address unemployment in the country. A key feature of the universal basic income is that you can spend the money however you like. The idea of handing out cash to every citizen isn't new. Philosopher Thomas Paine proposed the idea of payments to every person all the way back in 1797. Martin Luther King Jr. fought for a guaranteed income in the 1960s, and even free market champion Milton Friedman endorsed the negative income tax, similar to basic income, as a way to reduce welfare costs and bureaucracy. But lately, tech titans in Silicon Valley, like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, are some of the biggest advocates of the idea. Other advocates say a basic income would alleviate poverty and help address growing income inequality across the developed world. The idea has support across the political spectrum, from libertarians who say it would simplify the existing social welfare state, to socialists who want to redistribute wealth toward the lower and middle class. Finland isn't the only country experimenting with universal basic income. Other trials are underway in the Netherlands, Kenya, Canada, and the United States. Now, you may hear that and you may ask the question, what is wrong with universal basic income? Because it sounds like what they're saying is that it would guarantee that everyone has what it exactly says, a basic income, that people will be able to have their their basic needs met, that they will make sure people have food and have housing, the things that they need, clothing. But folks, this is a deception because what it's doing is conditioning people for things that are to come. We've already seen with stimulus checks. We've seen it during COVID-19. A lot of people were excited when they heard that the government was going to hand out these stimulus checks and we've seen them roll in. And the, the purpose behind them, according to the government, was to help people during these these times in which people are out of work and they're they're struggling to to make ends meet during this time of this pandemic. But if we look around today, what do we see? Inflation is soaring. We are now paying the price for all of that money that was pumped into the economy. 
there is a price to pay. And what happens is people become more concerned about the economy than they do about abortion. Even Christians, they become more concerned about things like the economy than abortion. They become more concerned about the economy than things like biblical marriage. They even become more concerned about the economy than they do about eternity. We have eternity to look forward to. And so it's conditioning, conditioning us to look to the government as our supplier rather than looking to God. And that is the deception that is behind this. And that is why we need to to understand what is taking place. Use wisdom through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so as we look again at this false prophet, these signs through power granted by the Antichrist will deceive many into making an image of worship to the Antichrist. Notice the text here says the beast that is the Antichrist was wounded, not killed again. Deception. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses nine through 10 says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now, it may very well be that God is going to allow this display of power from Satan so that man will worship God by faith, not by signs. Matthew 16, four says a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And then Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It reminds me of a time when I was in college in a religion class and we were talking about things of God and we were discussing various aspects of the faith. And I believe that God wants us to do that. He wants us to be inquisitive. He wants us to wonder and to to seek answers. But it came a point when I I, I posed the idea that, well, we we can't know everything about God as mortal man. We we simply cannot. And and one of my classmates took exception to it. And I said, well, if we know everything about God, then where is faith? If you if you know everything, then there's no such thing as faith, because faith means believing in him even when we cannot fully explain who he is, we cannot fully explain all the, the aspects of the almighty God, the, the great one, the, the supreme one, the creator of all things. And so this time is going to be a great test for Israel and the world. Deuteronomy 13, one through three says, if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder and the sign or wonder comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So we must understand that there are times when God will test us to see if we are truly following him or if we are going after these false prophets. Revelation 13, 15 says he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast and that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. This image may be similar to Nebuchadnezzar's image in the book of Daniel. The false prophet will give quote life unquote to the image of the beast. And I say I put life in quotes because Satan has a lot of power, but he does not have power to give life. Only God has that kind of power. But just as Nebuchadnezzar ordered 
that anyone who does not worship the image should be killed. We're going to see the same thing take place during the tribulation. Revelation chapter 20, verse four tells us that many will be killed. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So many are going to die. Many are going to be killed during the tribulation for refusing to receive the mark of the beast. Again, it's going to be a time of great persecution. It's going to be a time of great trouble. And, and that's not even to, to speak about all the things that are going to come upon the world, the calamities when God pours out his judgments. And yet people foolishly say they will get right when the tribulation comes. If all this is true, people will foolishly say if what you're saying is true about the rapture and the tribulation. Well, when I see that happens, then I'll get right with God at that time. But people don't play that foolish game because tomorrow is promised to no one. Jesus Christ said, if you have an ear, let him hear. He repeatedly warned that throughout the scriptures. So I am calling on you today. If you've never received him as Lord and Savior, hear the words of Jesus Christ and receive him today so that you can go away in the rapture and not be here during this time of trial that is going to come to test everyone who is on the earth. And then verse 16 says he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. The false prophet will try to get all to show their allegiance to the Antichrist by displaying his mark in their right hand or on their forehead. It says here that people of all walks of life will give in and worship the beast, the famous and the not famous, the rich and the poor, the free and the slave. And it goes on to say in verse 17, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So no one will be able to exercise commerce that he is buying or selling unless he or she possesses the mark of the Antichrist or the number of his name. Last verse, verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man his number is six, six, six. There are many, many theories out there concerning this number six, six, six. Even those who were not born again, meaning they are not followers of Jesus Christ. They know about six, six, six. The world knows about six, six, six. Everybody knows about it because it is referring to this, this great event that is to come. And when I say great, I don't say that in a positive way It's going to be a very, very bad time. The worst time that the earth has ever seen. The Hebrew and Greek alphabetical system have a number equivalent to each letter. So there are some people out there who have developed mathematical formulas to show that names such as Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, and many others that have equaled 666. Some said that because president Ronald Wilson Reagan has six letters in his first, middle, and last name that he represented 666. Folks, it is very dangerous to play these type of speculations, and we should not do so. We as believers in Jesus Christ are going to be taken away in the rapture before the Antichrist is revealed. So we're not going to know who he is anyway. So, so why waste your time in even trying to figure out who is the Antichrist? 
When we look at the number six, it is the number of man, one number short of perfection, which perfection is the number of seven. Man was created on the sixth day. Seven, again, is the number of perfection. It is the number of completion. Therefore, it is the number of God. Now, why the number is three digits, it is a mystery to us. Some suggest it is because of the unholy trinity that I spoke of earlier. It is very likely that the full meaning will not be totally understood until the time comes in the middle of the tribulation when the mark of the beast is being issued, which is going to come after the church has been raptured. If you recall that back in U.S. history, for those who are old enough to remember and for those who are who are not around, if you look in the history books, that the U.S. government established a system during World War II for food rationing. Money was not sufficient, so food stamps were implemented. So when it comes to food, when people are hungry, you can control the people. So I want you to listen now in clip three, Bill Gates and the fact that he's buying farmland throughout the United States of America. Bill Gates has been snatching up 242,000 acres of farmland across the U.S., enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. According to the Land Report, the tech billionaire has been purchasing agricultural land for years, building a massive portfolio of farmland in 18 states. His largest holdings are more than 69,000 acres in Louisiana, almost 48,000 acres in Arkansas, and about 20,500 acres in Nebraska. Additionally, he has a stake in 25,750 acres of traditional land in Phoenix, Arizona, which is being developed as a new suburb. It's not clear how Gates' farmland is being used or whether any of the land is being set aside for conservation. This is not Gates' only foray into agriculture. In 2008, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced $306 million in grants to promote high-yield, sustainable agriculture among farmers in Sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. The foundation also invested in the development of super crops resistant to climate change and higher-yield dairy cows. All right. So you heard that right. This is Bill Gates, the computer guy, and he is buying up farmland. He is now the largest owner of farmland in the United States of America. Now, there are people out there that are asking a very valid question of why is that? Why is he buying up all this farmland? Well, there are people that think it is about control. I'm, I'm not handing that out as my theory, but there are people who believe that. And they say, well, you know, you can control people when people are hungry. They will do just about anything you want them to do. We see that in the Bible with Esau and Jacob. Esau gave up his birthright because he said, what good is a birthright if I starve to death? And so he who holds the food supply controls the people. And Revelation speaks of a food shortage and rationing during the time of tribulation. So when we look in our present time today, we see the implementation of vaccine passports in various nations throughout the world. There are societies that are being restricted concerning what they can and cannot do unless they can show proof of having received a COVID-19 vaccine via a vaccine passport. Well, similarly, there's this thing that is called social credit scores that are being issued in nations like China, which dictate what citizens can and cannot do. So let's listen to this clip about social credit scores in clip two. 
Everywhere she goes, Oh Young Hao is followed. What she buys, how she behaves, is tracked and scored to show how responsible and trustworthy she is. It's called the social credit system, and in one version now being tested, a person's reputation is scored on a scale of 350 to 950. And Hao with a good score of 752, is okay with it. In fact, most people are. It's a mechanism like uh, pushes you to become a better citizen. It's big data meets big brother, expanding how the government monitors, understands, and ultimately controls its 1.4 billion citizens. Thanks to advances in artificial intelligence and facial recognition, and a web of more than 200 million surveillance cameras. Are people bothered by privacy concerns? We think uh, a lot of cameras keep the safety is uh, really good. We can accept it. Companies are experimenting with the algorithms to help the government create the new national social credit system. The government also has pilot projects. In one, citizens are required to do hours of unpaid work to get benefits. And scores are docked for things like littering, a messy yard, gossip, even jaywalking. Video of offenders is shown on the local news. And information collectors like Joe I. Nee are paid to report on their neighbors. Her quota, 10 entries a month. Like the man who carried a drunk person home. A good deed, she says. Good social credit gets rewarded with perks like cheap loans and travel deals. But a bad score means public shame and worse. Folks, these are all things that should be concerning to us. But when we look at food stamps, vaccine passports and social credit scores, these are all not the mark of the beast. And I can say that with certainty because we are not yet in the tribulation. But they could be dry runs. They could be dress rehearsals for the mechanisms by which the Antichrist will implement his system. The Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 3, that the spirit of Antichrist is already in the world and acceptance of the 666, whether it's a literal symbol or not, will be a display of allegiance to the Antichrist and therefore eternal damnation. In contrast, Revelation tells us that those who are redeemed by the lamb will receive the seal of God. Revelation 3.10 says, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We should give glory, honor, and praise to our Lord, for he is true and faithful to his word, that he will keep us from this hour of trial that is coming upon the earth. That is for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you have not, receive him today so that you too can inherit eternal life well folks we are all out of time for this week i want to thank you for tuning in please come back next week as we continue to encourage you to put god first while viewing life through the window of the bible until then remember to pray for the peace of jerusalem bless god's great nation of israel and to the only wise god be glory through jesus christ forever amen You've been listening to the Bible teacher, Brian C. Thomas, founder and president of God First. Brian and God First reserve all copyright protection under applicable law. Our copyright policy is available at our website, godfirst.org. Until next time, remember to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, bless God's great nation of Israel, and seek first the kingdom of God.